Bill Keen is standing by. He joins us every week. Get your popcorn ready. Last week, I mean, you should have seen. Well, you can. You can watch us every day on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We were just like, I mean, again, I felt like, T.O., get your popcorn ready. The, the crazy stuff as college football turns with Bill Keen. And you can hear him on these airwaves starting at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. Bill, how we doing? Hey, boys. What's up? You know, I just learned that um, my co-host, the other McFarland, <laughs> Justin, his father has been a TSSAA referee slash official. An umpire, yeah. Doing baseball, basketball, volleyball mm-hmm. for 25-plus years here in the mid-state. That's correct. Do you think wow. you've ever yelled at him from the stands? <laughs> <laughs> Not football, Bill. He's never done football. Basketball, baseball, do? and volleyball. Did he do girls basketball? Because my daughter he absolutely to play has. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He's a point guard. You know. <laughs> if you only had that info before the game, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, good times in Knoxville. It's good to be an AD. It's good to be a, a football coach. Their bank accounts just got bigger. Mm. What do you think about all these extensions and pay raises? Well, for hyper, you have to do it. If if you uh, want to play in this game, which is a very expensive game, you have to pay the price. And there's been schools mentioned with him, and even pro overtures. Not whether that is legit or not with the NFL. Probably some of it is floated out there by agents, but still, he's going to be a hot commodity. He is a hot commodity, and that Oklahoma job might open up. I don't know if he'd take it in a year or two because they fired him. He didn't leave there, but he also won a national championship as a quarterback there. But $9 million is, is the going rate for about what he's doing at a school with the money like Tennessee. And Danny White's presiding over a athletic department that in football, basketball, and baseball, you can't have three simultaneously that good. So he's going to get his two-plus million, too. Look, you can get over your feelings with enough money, you know? Yep. They can do things to get over your feelings. That's true. Yeah, and Bob Stoops is the one that fired him. And Bob's now Bob's very powerful there, but technically he's not working there. Yeah. I just asked because I agree with you. I mean, look, things are good, but the three of us have been, you know, especially you, Bill, you've been covering the UT program. Look, they, they've been handing out a lot of contract extensions and pay raises here with this last batch of coaches when everything felt good. And that really reared its ugly head and burned them. Oh, they probably are among the leaders when it comes to paying people not to coach for yeah. a long time, right? That, yeah. that number, I've, I've, look, I've played with it before, but it's, it's 20, 30, 40. It's a lot of millions that they've paid people not to coach there. But it looks like they got everything aligned pretty good right now. You know I've been asking about the Alabama coordinator situation. So yeah. let's start with the news that we did talk about last week when E. Golding left. You said he had a house in Mississippi. He's going to Ole Miss. Now they turn their attentions of who's going to replace him. You brought up Jeremy Pruitt. And I will just tell you what I'm hearing, and then your sources and your, the people you talk to are probably better than mine. And you can tell me if I'm getting good info, bad info, I'm hearing the NCAA isn't exactly um, ready to stand up and, and jump hoops to go tell Jeremy Pruitt, like, you're clear, you're good, 
And so there may be a, a still a black cloud over him and a stigma when it comes to the NCAA. If that is true, is that enough to keep Nick Saban away from that situation? It does run hot and cold. I think you're getting good information. That thing changes maybe daily. And I'm even hearing they may hire him as an analyst, let him sit there and marinate a couple of years, and then give him the coordinator job. Look, let's face it, you could hire him, not call him the coordinator, have him as a not-on-the-field analyst, and he's still over there as a major part of the brain trust when it comes to the defense. There's a lot of ways around that, but you are correct. I don't think that one is a given. About a couple of weeks ago, there were moments where I thought it was, but I don't think it is now, at least at the moment. So if it is enough to keep little Nicky away from Jeremy, at least naming him the D.C., who do you think ultimately is going to get that job? Well, Glenn Schumann is at Georgia. He's a young kid, and in that world he's young. He's 32. He didn't play college ball. Out of high school, he went to Alabama and immediately started working for Nick in the athletic department, just literally probably going and getting coffee when he was a freshman. Now he is one of the hot shot defensive coordinators in all of college ball. And he's not going to be around as a coordinator long at Georgia or wherever. And he's got that background at Alabama. Watch out for him. He and Will Muschamp are the co-defensive coordinators there. We mentioned earlier Todd Grantham is there as an analyst. That's not a popular one, but his name keeps coming up. Jeremy Pruitt's name keeps coming up. And uh, maybe Jim Leonard, who did a fantastic job at Wisconsin. Remember, they made him interim. They didn't keep him. And uh, there was talk that maybe he would stay up there with Luke Fickle. He's not. Jim Leonard is a hot shot coordinator. His side of the ball wasn't a problem at Wisconsin. That name comes up. So that's that's a few to chew on. And and let me let me also say this. Nick is not in any rush. Now he may announce something soon, but this thing, if it went into February or something, he doesn't care. It's, 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 his, it's his I mean, everything is his, right? It's, yeah. Getting a player is not predicated on him going and finding a coordinator. He's not in any rush. Yeah. I mean, especially that's, you know, side of the ball. So yeah, no Correct. question. And same same with Belichick, right? Uh, you know, he didn't care who right. ultimately has the title because his hands are going to be all over the defense. No question. Um, offense. So, sure enough, you know, I've been. I was telling you, I keep seeing Bill O'Brien back to the NFL. Well, sure enough, speaking of Belichick, he is yeah. back for another stint with the Patriots. That leaves the OC position wide open. There's a lot of interesting names floating out there. What? Do you, which one of them do you believe? Don't think there's a leader in the clubhouse. Jeff mm. Levy, who is at Oklahoma, joined that staff, Coach Venables, when he got hired a year ago. He'd been at Ole Miss, and he also has a background with Josh Heupel. His name is mentioned. Now, he's an Oklahoma guy, so I don't, I don't know whether or not he would take the bait, but he might. Alabama, one good year at Alabama, and you're a head coach probably, right? Oklahoma's not going so well right now. His name, excuse me, Charlie Weiss Jr., who's at Ole Miss, that name's out there. I don't know how legit he would be for that position, but there is a relationship there. So there's another name for you. And just a, there's a smattering of other names that are out there. And I'm not sure. I just don't think he wants to go with some gunsling. 
I think I think they want to recapture their physicality. Doesn't mean they'll run a completely different offense at all, but I do think he feels like within the last four years or so, even with the national championship, they've lost their toughness. And I bet you the new guy is certainly going to throw the ball too, but it's going to be a tough guy kind of thing. You know, one of those reclamation projects that I heard today, which did kind of crack me up, but you can't really laugh at this because, um, you know, it's real. I mean, he does do this stuff. Uh, Scott Frost, that was the first time I had heard that. Any legitimacy at all? To I wouldn't, wouldn't think so. Okay. Scott Frost, and I, I'm, he confuses the heck out of me. I don't know why you get in Nebraska and you play like you're playing you know, West Coast ball at 1 a.m. on Sunday morning and the score is 58 to 54. I mean, that's not Nebraska, and that's what he went out there to do. Now, other than his time at Nebraska as a quarterback, and he was a tough guy, Coach Tom Osborne quarterback, well, they played tough guy ball. His his coaching upbringing, though, was Oregon with Chip Kelly before he got the UCF job. And obviously that worked there at UCF, but it didn't work at Nebraska. I just don't think that style – at all plays into what Nick wants to do. Bill Keen on the line with us. Yeah, extra butter, please. Yeah, hold on. T- tell us about this Kendall Bryle situation. Like, I, I'm just going to sit back and I can't wait. Uh, t- this is this is juicy. Get, give us the lowdown on Kendall Bryles. Now, what I'm trying. What, which angle are you looking? What for did, did I mean? He's been playing like all these different chips, right? And he's been playing kind of a chess game, and then he just bolted to TCU, didn't he? He did. Um, Arkansas this year, there were a lot of expectations. Wasn't he flirting with Mississippi State, Bill? And then Arkansas was like, hey, I want to keep you. I love you and give you a raise. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to TCU. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. I I think the Mississippi State thing was just put the name out there. I don't think that was legit. I I don't think so. But Nebraska... K.J. Jefferson, who's a really good quarterback, just couldn't stay healthy this year. And not only that, but their defense fell to pieces. And, again, that's not Kendall Bryles' problem, that side of the ball. But I think he thinks that being under Coach Dykes, who likes to completely stuff a stat sheet and chuck the ball all over the place and run it up and down the field, he thinks he can get his hands on that for a year and then take the next step. That's the calculation here. That's a much more sexy offense to run than it is at Arkansas. And I don't think it was about the money. I mean, he's going to get paid well either way. I think it's, what's my fastest step to be the guy in the main office? And I think he thinks that this is the way to go, which I think he's probably making the right calculation. Bill, I lean on you because I've got two issues I want to ask you about, and I hope I've got time to get to both of them. And, again, I respect you deeply, sir. You know more about college football than anybody I know. I'm going to start with Bethune-Cookman, the more serious one here. And I know you've seen some of the drama surrounding Ed Reed and that whole episode. And I don't even want to get into that, Bill. I really don't. What I, want, what I do want to ask, though, is the reports down there and now the footage that has come out of players sharing helmets on a Division I football team where guys are running to the sideline, yanking off their helmets, and handing them to other players so they can go into the game because they don't have enough helmets to go around for the entire team. Bill, what, 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 
What are we talking about, Bill? By the way, did Ed ever visit them before he took the job? He said, there's a whole list. I mean, the, the, the dorms, the Reggie helmets. Reggie Theus, the AD, says that he did go down there and really? visit. That's what Reggie Theus says. But I don't want to, again, I don't want to get into the he said, she said. I've seen the footage, Bill. It's on there. I've seen the footage. It's online. There are players waiting for other players to come off the field so they can grab their helmet and put it on and go into a game. Bill, what are we talking about, man? I know. Yeah. It's, how is it's, that? How do you allow that? Like, what, what are we talking about? Well, and again, Ed, I think, had – he felt like, at least, he had assurances that we would get by this. We would facilitate the things we need to get better and be better and, and build the program like he wanted it, and obviously it broke to pieces. And – it didn't hurt that he had Dion sitting there with him too. You saw that press conference where I that did. one guy pulled up Dion. Yeah, I and did. Dion started talking during that finale. So, wow, that was something else. Bill, even at the smallest of small schools, though, Bill, they're not yeah. sharing helmets, are they? I mean, I mean, is this this is high? Is it? Am I overblowing this? Does this happen more than I think? And I just don't know. No, I don't think it does, but it can. One thing that happened to Butch Davis when he was down there at uh, FAU, and they were going to run him out, but they, he was running into stuff like that too. I've heard about it where either the finances are just not there or they're cheap or whatever it might be. But, no, it's very uncommon. No, you, you don't hear about that much. Okay. I mean, I know they don't have a practice facility and all that kind of thing. And, but, sure. and helmets are expensive. I looked it up. Helmets go anywhere between 300 to $1,500, you know, for a helmet, according to several uh, things I've seen online. But I just found that to be – I just yeah. almost couldn't believe that. And these guys are going out and playing Division One. This is not division. They're playing division one football against big boys, and they're waiting for him. I can't even. Okay. Bill, let's move uh -huh. on to Michigan. I'm going to move on to Michigan. Bill, since last time we've spoken to you, Michigan has fired Matt Weiss. One of their running backs has reported his Camaro is missing, and then they reported that they're going to remove 45 seats to widen the tunnel in light of what's happened between the players in the tunnel there. What is happening at Michigan, Bill? What what? What is going on? All right, Blake Corum, who had a fantastic year before he blew his knee the week before the Ohio State game, is coming back. And out of high school, his parents bought him a camouflage, yes, Camaro, that he loves. And the other day, and I don't know how, I don't know if he left the skis in there, they hotwired it, but somebody drove over that car, and he also had his All-American helmet in there. That was, that was a treasure for him. Mm. And I, I would assume, guys, that things are already in, in the chop shop and already been sent out wherever it's supposed to go right now. <laughs> so, yes, that happened. Weiss has been fired. Um, There's some vicious rumors about what he was doing there that I just ask people, if you really want to know, just, just pull up his name and then follow some timeline and it'll be mentioned. Mm -hmm. And um, that tunnel now, – now, that tunnel where there was the fight earlier – that's been a problem for years, and it's, it's one of those deals. It's tight in there, and a lot of times, even though the teams are supposed to go in there, let's say at halftime separately, they yeah. get in there together, and then it, it, there's been a million fights in that tunnel, guys. All right? Mm. I'm telling you. And the most recent one got all the publicity. That has been a problem. Whoever goes in there to Ann Arbor forever, and 
widening that thing. I mean, I guess it's better than the way it is. <laughs> they're, they're taking out 45 seats to widen it, apparently, up but, there. Yes, go, go ahead, how Bo. dumb this is. You, you, you're playing football, so you, you are not thinking as a human being when you're playing football. It's halftime. Or it could be after the game, and you're still wired. You're you're out of your mind, wired, right? And now you're yeah. shoving everybody in there together. That's just a disaster. Is it the same way at Vanderbilt, right? I mean, we, Darren and I talked about that first show. You know, covering the NFL at Vanderbilt, and all the players are crammed together in that tunnel there in the end zone. Yeah, but I mean, but nobody fights at Vanderbilt, so that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. They're exchanging SAT scores there in that hallway is what they're doing. That tunnel. So it's not quite as deep there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, the, the stakes aren't quite as high uh, there at Vanderbilt. Uh, they're in that particular tunnel. Okay, well, well, fair enough, Bill. Uh, l- last but not least, uh, for me anyway, the, um, the, the NFL uh, ratings came out for their football, their playoff game. Uh, Kansas City and Jacksonville got incredibly high ratings. Darren put out the uh, 34.3 million viewers. There you Saturday go. Saturday afternoon game. Bill, wow. when college football sees numbers like that, is this part of them continuing to expand and want to go to 12 and all this other stuff because they're trying to maybe match some of those numbers there that, that they know they might be able to get? Uh, when they see the NFL do things like this? I mean, that would be incredible. I don't think anything like that's achievable. And, again, you know me. I'm, I'm pure college high yes, school sir. guy, college guy. But, no, 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 I don't think that – I think it's just purely the TV relationships. What they're going to do when they negotiate this next deal that's coming up very soon is instead of ESPN controlling all the inventory, they're going to do like the Big Ten did. And you're going to have NBC as part of it, the playoffs. You're going to have CBS. You're going to have Fox. You're going to have ESPN. You're going to have Big Tech in there fighting you, too, which Big Tech has unlimited money. That's where they're at. That's exactly what they're doing. It's going to be multi-tiered with these relationships, and the money is going to be astronomical. That's all they're thinking about. Hmm. Bill, have you ever been overpaid a million bucks? Uh, wow, no, you you actually have to think about this? Man, I would have well, been on the floor have... laughing if somebody asked me. <laughs> wow. I I just saw the story. See, the Pac-12, we'll talk about that another time. They, they found out from an audit six years ago that they were overpaid $50 million by Comcast. And now I see this Brian Kelly thing. But it, we'll, we don't have enough time, I'm sure, on the Pac-12 thing. But you're talking about a juicy story. We'll get into that. Oh, we got to let's put that down in the okay. notes. More popcorn. Yeah. Fifty million overpaid. Jeez. Okay, well, we got to get into that. And seven years, seven years ago. Ooh, man. Oh. And, okay. And 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 it's just now coming back. And it was audited seven years ago, and somehow it stayed quiet. I just, okay. I just would like well, to do the do the math on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. that is quite the clerical yes, error. Yes, it is. <laughs> add a one <laughs> or a bad accounting. Yeah. I mean, add a d- one, d- add d- a zero. D- d- we think it's Comcast. So here's my question: Is Comcast just so filthy rich that it really didn't matter? Well, no wonder my rates are ridiculous. I mean, I know. Trying to make up for it, and they won't let you cancel. <laughs> Because <laughs> you can't True. talk to anybody. Even, even when you want you to, you can't, to. Talk you can't to get through to anybody. It's just like, nah, nah, I don't think so. Nah, 
Nah, you just press one. Just keep pressing one. We're not going to talk to you. Put and we'll see. <laughs> Bill, really appreciate the time as always. Okay, Thank talk you, to you guys. next week. Thanks, Bill. Bill Keen, you can listen to him tomorrow morning starting at 6 o'clock. Wide open the rest of the hour, 615-844-5600. Your phone calls and more discussions next here on The McFarland Show. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville.